Welcome back everyone to High School Transcript. This is your host Rowan. I'm going solo today with the fabulous Miss Geeson, one of our counselors here at Lakeside, as she shares her wonderful story and words of advice for all of our listeners. We hope you guys enjoy hearing what she has to share. You know, we just going to start it like this. Um, so what were you like in high school? Oh, high school years. Huh. All-girl Catholic high school, El Paso, Texas. Hated it. Thank you very much. So my graduating class, there was about uh, 78 of us. And we had to wear soft sole shoes. We couldn't make uh, walking sounds in the hallway on the wooden floors. Um, some of the nuns would call me malaria. Why? I don't know. They didn't see the V in my name. My name is Valerie. And I just really disliked high school. I was I was and still am not a good student, but I love people. But I was very, very shy. I'm an only child, single parent home, and my mom thought this would be a better education for me, so that's that's my high school. Our mascot, angels, oh yeah. So it, it was very different, but I look back now and I'm thankful for it because from that, that propelled me to the university that I went to right after high school and me being very independent, starting to drive at 15, had my own little car, my own little hoopty. Uh, I, I thoroughly did not look back. Once I went to San Antonio from El Paso, that's an eight hour drive, I never looked back. I never went back home. So I'm really thankful for the independence that it, it gave me while I was in high school. Were you involved in high school or were there any opportunities for you to like play sports or do any clubs? Oh boy, that's a whole nother gamut there because I have no coordination at all. So I tried volleyball because of my height, I'm 5'10", and I'm awful at it. I couldn't hit the ball. <laughs> spike, spike it Val, spike it. No, I couldn't hit the ball. So uh, coordination was awful, basketball was thought to be a good sport for me because of my height. Nope, can't dribble. Same thing happened when I walked on the college campus. The coach was like, hey, hey, you, I know you play basketball. I'm like, no, sir, I don't. I'm on my way to the band room. <laughs> and he threw the basketball at me and I couldn't even catch that. So I'm like, this is this proof in the pudding. So yeah, not athletic at all. Tried one uh, uh, season of track and got shin splints the first like week or so. That didn't work, that hurt. So I was like, this is not for me. So athletic, no, I'm not athletic at all. So I wasn't involved at all. I was really, really shy. So I probably had two friends in high school the whole time, yeah. When you were in high school, where did you see yourself going? Did you have any career goals or plans at that time? I was kind of going with what my mom said I was good at. And she said I had a good speaking voice. So I was like, okay. Uh, I was going to be a lawyer because that's what my mom said I'd be good at. Uh, I went to, again, St. Mary's University in San Antonio, went majored in political science, and went to law school the first year, took the LSAT, all that fun stuff, failed out the first semester. Lawyer was not in my blood. So, no. <laughs> I didn't really have any plans, but I did fall in love with runway modeling and singing. And I didn't know about that until I got to college. So for me, college life was the most 
unfolding time of my life because I really was able to discover my gifts and talents. And that's how I kind of paid my, my way through college was singing scholarships, singing gigs with the jazz band at, on the, at the university, scholarships with that, and runway modeling with Macy's, Saks Fifth Avenue, and that sort of thing. So that's what helped me kind of finance my way through college. You said uh, becoming a lawyer didn't work out. So what did you switch to as far as like a major or um, an interest with college? You know, I stuck with the political science. Um, my mom, being in El Paso, she's uh, she was a real staple person, a uh, community leader. So I grew up around that. I grew up uh, stuffing envelopes for elections and uh, helping her with the voting rallies and the booths and all of that. So I grew up around that. I was very familiar with that. So I stuck with my major. I didn't deviate. Uh, political science major, business minor, and involved heavily with the music department. So I stuck with that. Graduated with the, uh, you know, Bachelor of Science in Political Science, and failed out of law school. <laughs> so with your uh, Bachelor's in Political Science, where did that take you after college? What did your life look like then? Ooh. Okay. So after getting into law school, which was pretty easy. Um, getting into law school, but after failing out, then I said, you know what, I'd really like to get to know my father. My parents divorced early in, in my life, so my father was living in California. So I packed up my hoopty car and drove to California. And political science really didn't play a role in anything I do now or then, but the growth and the the relationships that developed in college and the awareness that I learned of myself and figuring things out, that's what college was for me. So political science was more just, okay, I know this already. I'm kind of used to this. I talked my way through college. Um, like I said earlier, I'm not a good academic student, but social skills, I decided I didn't want to be shy anymore. I decided um, I wanted to be more personable, more social, and that's the oops. And that's the, the the I guess the big shift that I made in my life was 18 through 21. This is who I really want to be. I'm happier this way, and that's what I did. So when you moved to California, um, where did you life? Where did your life take you then? Oh. California, that was the best move. So one, being closer to my dad and getting to know him, I knew that I enjoyed singing and just went through the newspaper because, you know, we didn't have internet then. <laughs> went through the newspaper and just saw all of the talent shows that were offering prize money. So I was like, oh, okay, go to all these talent shows, win. Hello, thank you very much. So that's the way I started getting to know people in that industry. And that was very productive and positive for me. I met, and I know I'm gonna throw out names that every young person is like, who? But um, I met Red Fox's manager, and I was then able to open for Red Fox in Vegas every weekend. That was great, great money. Um, I was able to be a Raylette for Ray Charles, that was great money because that was an international tour. And just do a lot of fun things. Sing the national anthem at the Laker Clipper games regularly. 
uh, I was extras on extra parts on movies. So I have my SAG after card. So I did a lot of stuff early on moving to California that I didn't expect, but me just hustling, trying to get money to live in California. That's what, that's what kind of ended up happening. And I'm so thankful for it. Did you see yourself singing for the rest of your life full time? Did you see that as like a career for you? I did. I did. I wanted to, I got involved with the studio scene too. So the studio scene was fantastic. So you can dress any kind of way, go to the recording studio, sing with 50 other singers, five other singers, whatever, make a lot of money and then go home. But you're on call. So once I met my husband, had my child, my husband's like, uh, you can't leave at three in the morning to go to the studio. Where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to go work. Uh, you have a kid now. What? That's not how this works, is it? <laughs> so I had to make that decision. Again, me being an only child, I didn't learn how to share. When I first got married, I was labeling my yogurt. I was like, this is mine, Valerie's yogurt. And he's like, this is not how this works. What? Are you serious? <laughs> so a huge learning curve, being involved with other people as far as a relationship and that sort of thing. The trust, I didn't know how to trust people per se. I was very independent, but I put the singing career on the back burner when I had my family. So once you realized that singing wasn't a sustainable career for you, how did you make money going forward? Ooh, okay, so I had to figure out how to be like a normal job. What does that entail? Hmm, well, I really like entertaining, so to speak, so let's try Universe Studios and I'll be the tour guide. Okay, over here is King Kong and over here, oh, there's Jaws and da, 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 da. So that worked for a little while. And then mm, that was too far because then we were living in uh, Arcadia. Um, hmm. I had to get a normal job. So <laughs> when my grandmother passed away here in Elsinore, I actually bought her home here. So that's what landed me here in Elsinore. And to get a normal job, the largest employer in Elsinore is the school district. I said, oh, I went to college. I can figure this out. Guess what? I started part-time at an elementary school and the library. So I was the librarian. And I'd sing little songs to the kids, read little books. So that was entertaining for me and for them because they, I hope they loved it. And then I found I needed a full-time job. So then I moved to Elsinore High School as their career center technician. I loved that job. And then the counselors at Elsinore said, you should really consider being a counselor. You're basically doing the same job. I said, I am? When they said you'd make double the money, I said, oh, I, I, what do I have to do? <laughs> I went to school, got my master's degree in education, PPS credential. The day that I graduated from Azusa Pacific University with my master's in education, Temescal was hiring for a counselor. I said, well, I'm going to interview for that. Got the job, was a counselor at Temescal for three years, and then Lakeside opened up. So here I am. 
Um, with your counseling positions, where at which school was your um, favorite Ooh, I counseling have to say, job? Uh, Lakeside Lancers. <laughs> I'd be crazy not to say that we're on this podcast. No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wouldn't be airing. Oh, now, now Mr. Flannery speaks. Oh, Snip that little part out. <laughs> no, I, I really, and this is the place I've been the longest, but I have really come to love the, the evolution because it was a brand new school when I got here. And it was about two years old when I joined. So I, I just loved everything about it. So you've been here at Lakeside since the beginning, essentially. Basically, yeah, yeah. How have you seen Lakeside change over the years? Oh, my goodness. First of all, we've had so many different administrators. Um, the first administrators, I'll never forget, they would be in the quad with fog, bullhorns or whatever. Get to class! Get to class! I'm like, okay, is this how you uh, communicate with students? <laughs> so it, it just the huge variation of administrators here on our campus. Our first principal was uh, Lori Wrights, and she was the only female principal that we've had. But just seeing the different evolution of the administrators, a lot of the teachers initially coming from Temescal, so I knew a lot of them. Once Lakeside was was uh, opened, a lot of the Temescal teachers came here to Lakeside. So that was good, that familiarity that part was great. Uh, uh, just a difference, uh, ASB, a lot of different directors for ASB. So I've seen that shift and change, which is, uh, I think right now we're in a really good upswings, which is great. Just a lot of ebb and flow. Um, with your job as a counselor, students usually only see the side of you that's basically just telling them not to fail. Right. But what does your job like as a whole actually entail? I consider myself to be a good cheerleader. So I'm the encourager. I am uh, the positive light on maybe someone having a bad day. I am the safe place to land if there is an obstacle or something that a student is is encountering or is considering. So I, I consider myself to be that go-to person. Hopefully it's coming across. I try and my, make myself as visible as possible. It, it's hard because you get stuck in that office a lot. I try and be visible, um, try and break that mold of just being in the, the counseling department. I want to be, um, just that vis visible counselor that, hey, counselors are okay. Uh, they're not just the preachy kind of, you can do it. You better pass your classes. Uh, I mean, we say that too, but we're more of the encourager and just giving the full spectrum of let's make this high school time productive, positive, forward moving part of your life. What's your favorite part about either your like daily life with your job or just a favorite moment or experience with your job overall? I love it when, first of all, there's always variety. There's never a, a common expectation out of the job. You never know who's going to walk through your door. So I love that part. Uh, I also love seeing kids return 
and saying they're doing XYZ with their life and just seeing the joy that they have, um, just seeing the building blocks blossom from where I remember them as and then now as an adult, they get to come back and say, oh, or they're coming in their uniform or, they're, you know, they're just so grateful and they feel good coming back and giving back. A lot of uh, the alumni have come back either to sub, to teach, to coach, to speak to students. And it's just it's just encouraging. It's just so much fun to see. It's like, oh, this is what it's about, you know. Outside of your job and outside of working at school, um, what do you enjoy to do or what do you do in your free time if you have any? Ah, <gasps> uh, music. <laughs> I, I have gotten back slowly into performing and that really brings a lot of happiness to me So and, and fulfillment. So I, I really enjoy singing. So I, I sing a lot around town. Um, I'm pretty involved in the community as well. Uh, I've recently gotten involved with like the Palm Springs community and so just music in general and theater. I love theater. Have you always uh, loved music and performing since you were in high school? Like were you in a choir or? No. Now high school I was so shy. I didn't, I, I mean, I would just sing in my mirror at home. Again, being an only child, I just crank up the little turntable or the radio and just oh, so <laughs> I was just that solitude kind of person, but I knew that I didn't enjoy just singing to the mirror. So that's why when I went to college, I purposely said, I want to expand myself. I want to um, grow and explore a bigger arena and see how it feels and it felt good to sing in front of people and get the response. That's why I love theater too, because I love just entertaining, making people smile. Were you involved in theater or choir or band of some sort in college? Um, band, yes, because that first week on my way walking past the gym where the coach said, hey, you play basketball? No, I don't. Uh, they had a jazz vocalist scholarship. And I've never, I mean, I was just singing to American Bandstand and Soul Train. So there was no jazz on there. And I was like, jazz, what is that? But I tried it and was awarded the scholarship. So that's what kind of started me expanding my my repertoire, if, if I could use that word, just to learn different genre of music. So college was really the biggest growth spurt that I have ever had. Do you ever write your own music or do you sing... Uh, mainly other people's music or I have written uh, some songs but I mainly do other people's uh, songs um, it's just fast easy you know yeah. a band a band will call you like hey can, are you available for such and such I'm like sure <laughs> so a lot of the Motown that's people just like that a lot of the uh, American standards you know the jazz standards People just, it's just an easy go-to spot, and I'm I'm already ready for stuff like that. Um, I think once I retire, which hopefully will be in a few years, um, I'll put together a band, and yes, we'll actually lay down and do some of my stuff. Do you have a favorite type of music that you sing or a favorite performance that's most memorable to you? Ooh, good question. I think 
I'm leaning towards the the uh, jazz. I think that's that's because I that's where I started. So jazz and favorite performance. I really like it when myself and the musicians click so that there's no expectation except joy. So I love that that feeling where there's no restrictions. It's just, let's just do what we love. That and then on the Ray Charles tour, just to see Ray Charles from the wings of the venue singing Georgia on my mind, I knew right then and there that is history, that is legendary, and I'm so glad that I was given that opportunity. Do you perform, uh, or have you performed recently, or when was the last time that you performed or sung in front of a big crowd? Uh, probably last weekend. I was in Vegas for a travel convention, so it was it was pretty cool. I was I'm not used to being around that many people right now with the pandemic. So I was like, "Ooh, there's a lot of people in here." But the band was on it and it was really a lot of fun. Um, you just talked about your favorite uh, performance. Did you ever have any performances that just did not go well? And if so, like how did you get through it or get over it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh first starting out with the college jazz band um, we did a Christmas program. Everyone knows Christmas songs, right? Everyone knows the lyrics to those songs. And the band hits, you know, the Christmas song written by Mel Torme. So I'm like, Duh. and I forgot the song. I forgot the first words. Everyone knows the first words. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I forgot it. So I said, la, 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 la. And I'm just grinning and I just froze. I froze and I couldn't believe my eyes got big and the band director just circled back around. And so when I heard it again, then it's like, okay, I got it. Okay, chestnuts, chestnuts, chestnuts. <laughs> <laughs> but that was embarrassing because everyone knows the song and they're like, they know you missed it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, it's a song everyone knows. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, as far as working at Lakeside, um, do you have like a favorite Lakeside experience? I know we talked about your, your music career, but what about Lakeside? Do you have a favorite Lakeside experience that sticks oh, with you? I love the senior farewell pep rally. Um, there was one in particular, the staff would always do in the past, a staff dance for the students. <laughs> And that's always a hoot um, because, you know, the majority of us can't dance, me included. But it's just fun and we like to surprise the students and the students get a kick out of, look at my teachers, look at my, <laughs> you know, it's like, look, they can't dance. Oh, yeah, we're just out there having a good time. So I love the, the pep rallies where the staff is actually involved doing something for the students. Also, one time the... The band here, the jazz band here, under the direction of Mr. Fosmo, they said, oh, Miss Geeson, do you know uh, Bruno Mars, Uptown Funk? I'm like, what? I don't know that song. <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn it. You got to learn it. And so we actually performed it at the pep rally. And that was so much fun to perform with the students here. And yeah, 
that that was a lot of fun. So that was a, a highlight of mine. And a mom actually showed me uh, a practice uh, video that we did for the pep rally. And I was like, you still have that video? Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. So it was, it was great. It was great. I know at least in my time here, you've sung the national anthem a couple of times and performed at a couple of the pep rallies. Have you always done that um, in your time at Lakeside? And is that something that you enjoy and hope to continue to do? Yes. Yes. So someone will ask me like, Hey, can you do the national anthem? We can't, not enough students have auditioned for it or whatever. I'm like, let me be your last resort because I really want the students to have that opportunity to, you know, perform at the pep rallies. But yeah, I'll, I'll be willing to do it, you know, once a year, maybe. But I don't, I, I really want the students to, to dive in and do that. Um, gosh, I'll, student of the year just got asked today. So you'll see me next Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, just things around town, you know, National Day of Prayer last week, I was asked to do. So it's just things around the community. People just know me like, oh, yeah, ask, ask Val, ask Miss, ask Miss Geeson. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll do it. Um, as far as your, your job here as a counselor, um, you see yourself continuing and finishing your career before retirement here at Lakeside? Absolutely. I'm not going anywhere. This is a great place to be first of all, and there's no reason to change. There's no reason to change. Um, yeah, I love it here, so no reason to change. Um, well, you mentioned in the beginning that you went to an all-girls Catholic high school and then a religiously affiliated university. Um, are you still uh, religiously involved with a church or with a group or anything like that recently? I am, I am. Now, I grew up in a Baptist church so my mother was the organist for the for the church and my family was always involved um but yeah i'm still involved i i attend elsinore first assembly here in elsinore but i sing at so many different churches when asked to minister at whatever event or um meeting that they may have i minister at a lot of different churches my son actually i have one son that graduated here in 2010 uh, at Lakeside. He went to Bundy Canyon Christian School, so I still uh, participate in their uh, school and their church as well. So I'm I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> um, speaking of all over the place, have you ever, for your uh, singing career or any performances, have you ever traveled anywhere really far, like internationally or anything? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So with the Ray Charles tour, we went all over. So funny story was um, a friend of mine asked me, uh, Val, are you willing to audition for Ray Charles? He just fired someone in Europe, and the audition is tomorrow. Well, okay. So tomorrow was a Wednesday, right? So I drove down, auditioned in L.A. He asked me if I had a passport. Well, luckily, I was currently working at a travel agency part-time. So I had a passport. And I said, oh, yes, sir, I have a passport. He goes, good, you're hired. We leave for South America on Friday because Thursday was, was Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, I don't know any Ray Charles songs. Okay, this is going to be fun. So 17-hour flight, I'm listening on a cassette player because that's what we had back in the day, in the 90s. I'm listening all 
of the songs that I had to learn. And some of them were five-part harmony. So I was like, I was so stressed out. I'm like, I got to learn these songs. I got to learn these songs. But all through South America, so Venezuela, uh, Brazil, all, all there. Then traveled to Japan, which was my favorite. That is the one place I would love to return to visit. Love Japan. Um, and in high school, my 10th grade year, my school, I went with my school to Europe. So that was awesome. So I tell students all the time, travel is the best teacher. So every time Tillery offers a trip, I'm like, go, go, go. Also, the Rotary here, our, our um, club here in Elsinore is phenomenal. We have had our Lakeside students travel to Japan, travel to Germany, travel to Spain, and spend a whole school year, nine months, in those countries. And it's just fantastic to see them come back and then they'll they'll finish off their senior year. So they'll go their junior year to the other country and then they'll come back their senior year and graduate with us. It's just the growth that they have just blossomed into. It's just fantastic to see, but there is no better teacher than travel. Can teachers go on those trips? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Absolutely. They're always looking. They're always looking. And Tillery would love more chaperones too. So, um, Speaking of trips, I do remember hearing at some point this year you were on some show, I believe, and you won a trip oh! somewhere. Now, Rowan, let me tell you, Miss Geeson gets bored sometimes. <laughs> so what what do I do? I get online and I'm like, what game show can I get on? <laughs> I need some money. <laughs> I want to fix my kitchen. So um, I've been doing that just because, I don't know, I just like to do things a little different. So I've been on uh, Price is Right and one like a dining room set and a clock or whatever, whatever. Uh, Hollywood Squares. And the first time... Uh, I was awful. I was their best, worst loser. So I'm on the bloopers. If you ever watch the game show bloopers, that's me. Yes, thank you. Uh, they felt so sorry for me, they asked me back. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, I've been on Hollywood Squares twice. I've been on Card Sharks. Um, and recently, while we were on Christmas break, I said, you know what? Hoda and Jenna... Uh, what is that today show? I was like, Oh, they have a, a game coming up. Let me, let me just get online. And so they called me and I said, Hey, can I sing a Christmas song for Hoda and Jenna? They're like, sure. I was like, okay, come on. And then I played the game and won a trip to Jamaica. So I'll take that in 2022. And that was your recent game show experience? Yeah. Oh, wow. This past December. I'm like, Woo, I'll get to go to Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Jamaica? No, no. Um, I actually took my son. We went to, when he was eight years old, 10 years old, we went to a Disney cruise and we went to Barbados. But that was, you know, that was a long time ago and it was uh, more for him. So now I get to go as an adult to Jamaica. I'm like, oh, I'm excited. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. You know, I was just happy just to do something different over Christmas break. 
You said that you um, would still love to go back to Japan. Are there oh. any other countries or, or places that are on your bucket list as far as travel? Either ones that you've already been to or ones that you have yet to go to? I would love to go absolutely back to Japan. That was the best experience. And it was so funny because when we landed, of course, I was there with Ray Charles, but Stevie Wonder and his band was also there. So at the hotel, we all stayed in the same hotel, but the um, guest relations there, they're like, hi, are you with Stevie Wonder or other? And I said, other. Because, <laughs> you know, Stevie Wonder is a little bit more popular than Ray Charles, but that's okay. But I just loved um, just the culture of it. They're so accommodating. They love Western culture. The technology there is off the charts. Uh, I just loved exploring it. I um, I just loved it. So Japan for sure. I'd love to return back to Rome because I did travel to Rome when I went to Europe um, with my high school. And mm, uh, maybe uh, like Sierra Leone in Africa or something like that. Yeah, because my dad visited there and he worked in Saudi Arabia as well for over 10 years. So I'd like to maybe visit there, but definitely Japan. Have you ever been able to go on any of Mr. Tillery and Mr. Perez's trips? Or is that something that you have yet to do? I have yet to do that. I have yet to do that. I haven't gone. I just, I don't know. I just haven't haven't considered it, but I don't know. If he ever needs chaperones, would you want to go? Yeah, I consider it. Mr. Tillery and Mr. Perez are pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I would have to agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as... Um, student-wise, and I know like a lot of our audience for this podcast is students, um, and mainly Lakeside students, do you have any advice um, as a counselor or just as somebody who's experienced life um, for freshmen in particular or seniors or just like high schoolers in general? I would absolutely say get involved. Explore. You really don't know all of your true giftings and talents unless you experience some things. And I think Lakeside is the perfect place because there's so many teachers, uh, staff members that truly, truly care. So you're in a safe zone here. If you want to try your hand at, I don't know, water polo and you don't know how to swim, well, guess what? We'll walk you through that process. The coaches here are awesome. So it's now is a time where you have that safe zone to explore and really try different things that you wouldn't consider doing explore and don't be led by fear just do it do do things that you enjoy don't be led by fear and don't be dictated by what others say you should do you know i used to know that this one student phenomenal dancer phenomenal dancer but her grandmother said you need to be a nurse <laughs> She says, oh, I have to go to nurse nursing school, Ms. Giesen, because I said, but you're a phenomenal dancer. You should, I can't make money off of, you can't tell Debbie Allen that. <laughs> you know, you can't, you should not limit yourself. And I always use the example, I watch TV and I saw this, uh, uh, I, I think she's a cat whisperer or a, oh, a pet psychic. I said, if she can make money off of being a pet psychic, you can make money off of anything. So don't limit yourself. Don't just put yourself in a box because of what others expect you to do. Live your life. 
talk it through. That's why I know the staff and the teachers here are your safe landing zone. So explore. That's what I would tell all students to do. Do you have any advice specifically for seniors with 20 days left before graduation? Uh, any parting words for us? Well, I'll do the counselor thing. Pass your classes. <laughs> Please pass your classes. We don't have the recovery options right now. So unfortunately, it's like summer grad, summer grad. Don't do it. Pass your classes right now. But for the seniors, absolutely. Experience the world. You have completed this this part of your life, that's to be expected. Everyone expects you to get that diploma. But this is just the first stepping stone. The world is yours. But now it is up to you to take hold of that. Don't live in your, your limits. Live unlimitless. That's it. Do you have any parting words for our audience? I have just had a blast being here and so thankful to being asked to be on this podcast. Uh, I didn't think I'd have this much fun. This is kind of fancy. This is nice. <laughs> so I hope that I have said something to encourage and enlighten uh, whoever is listening. And just know that myself, the other counselors, and all of the teachers and staff here at Lakeside are here for you. We're here for the students, and that's that's our purpose. And I just wish everyone the very best. Well, you definitely shared a lot of amazing things that I'm sure a lot of students can take something away from. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Rowan. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys drop us a follow on Instagram and Spotify at High School Transcript. And be sure to keep an eye out for our new episodes as they're released every Wednesday and Sunday. See you guys next time.